begins now. Capital 263. Hello and uh, welcome to another special edition of Mike Said Match. My name is Lizwe Chitanganya, aka Lizwe C on Twitter. Um, your Mike Said Match is available across uh, Twitter, Facebook, and iTunes. Download all your shows uh, or listen to them or stream on iTunes. Uh, you can also find us on iono.fm. Just search the Mike Said Match. There's a whole lot of uh, different uh, um, shows that we've done uh, with uh, special people, special guests, and uh, even just general commentary as uh, the Mike Said Match team. So please do review, please do share, please do listen in. We appreciate uh, the love and the support. Joined in the studio today by Slim Sam. What up, Doc? Hello, Lizwe. Listeners, how are you? It's Slim Sam bringing you another special episode of Mike Set Match. We really appreciate the feedback that you've been giving us. And this show is for you guys. So keep talking to us. Follow our pages on Twitter. It's Mike Set Match. On Facebook, Mike Set Match as well. Uh, and look for our shows, iTunes, Iono FM. We always share uh when an episode is out so we always appreciate when you listen and give us feedback this is your show so tell us what you like yeah yeah absolutely missing today is josh k zawi and um the <laughs> resident <laughs> ghost <laughs> that is uh kid swiss yeah uh, uh, he comes in once in a, <laughs> in a while but uh he's not he's not in today josh is still mad about the castle issue <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah uh, we're gonna sort that out uh, one of these weekends <laughs> So, uh, of course, uh, this uh, show is brought to you by Capital 263. Free to say it, free to do it. Check out the whole range of different shows covering politics, entertainment, general conversation. You know, just uh, search Capital 263 across, across all the different platforms. So it's free, not 3263. And that's it. So today, again, you know, as we've promised for a couple of weeks today, a um, couple of weeks before, we are joined by rugby and we speak rugby today. My favorite topic, Slim. <laughs> I know you love your rugby and, you know, your enthusiasm for rugby is, is, is rubbed on. I'm beginning to love rugby as well. I've been, I've been catching up on a bit of rugby and why didn't you tell me that sport was that exciting? Huh? Uh, you should have come to <laughs> the match that played yesterday. So it's a Sunday as we're recording this. The Zimbabwe played uh, Morocco yesterday in Harare. But anyway, that's uh, we'll get more about that since today we're joined by one of the people leading you know, Zimbabwe rugby to the heights that it's beginning to reach right now. Um, so we'll just ask our guest to introduce himself and... Uh, we get right into it. Uh, thanks, guys, for having me. I'm, I'm Kisa Chirangende, um, the team manager for Zimbabwe Rugby. Okay. So was, yeah. Thank you for joining us, Kisa. We've been <laughs> hoping that you join us uh, yeah. a couple of weeks before, but now it's finally happened, and uh, we're quite excited that yeah. you've come through today. No, I'm, I appreciate uh, the opportunity, and I'm glad we, we finally made it happen. Uh, yeah. It's a good setup you guys have here. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, well, we're just trying trying to do our best to yeah. share the word Absolutely. out there. You know, yeah. get the sports or different sports covered, right? And uh, have more people knowing what's happening. Yep. So you just recently um, is it appointed yep. appointed as a team manager for Zim Rugby? Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Uh, yeah. How's been the transition from managing um, um, 
talented youngsters at uh, Kairos and to now managing grown men in Zimbabwe rugby? I think it's a little bit different because uh, at Kairos Sports, we're not, um, yeah, uh, we're not really managing, uh, we, we are managing their lives, but not to a, um, to a full extent. They still have to go back to schools where they have teachers, where they have coaches, where they have parents. Uh, whereas with the national team, I found that the job has been uh, extremely, extremely hard, uh, but good hard, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and revealing in terms of you know the the amount of work that's required and the precision that I have to execute my job at. Some of the stuff, obviously, um, I've come up short because of I'm still inexperienced. I've never done the job before, but I'm enjoying learning it. You know, enjoying it. Yeah, it's incredible because um, of late, Zimbabwe rugby has been getting the, the good reports. Mm. You know, everyone's happy about the work yeah. the administration is doing. Yeah. Um, how much of an influence have you played, you know, to get to those good reviews about uh, Zimbabwe rugby management? I don't think much, to be honest. I think um, where the team is concerned, uh, maybe I have played a part. But I think uh, the the current transformation of the current uh, positive wave that's being experienced in the Zim rugby landscape is all due to uh, the new presidium um, and the shuffling that's happened at Zimbabwe rugby um, uh, led by Aaron Janning. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been really key to what we're seeing. And of course, when we then look at the Sable specifically, then you've also got to get the Sabres trust into the conversation led by Gerald Mlochwa, um, who have done probably stuff that we thought was not possible in the last maybe six months ago. Um, but we are seeing our head coach having a top-of-the-range vehicle, which is branded, sponsored as an example, something that you would not have thought would be associated with the, with the Sabres. Yeah. Um, uh, getting really good... Um, uh, preparation time for the Sables, you know, going to South Africa at uh, HPC, uh, going to Falcon, you know, the sort of things that's that's been happening for the national team, those things would not have happened without the Sables trust and the sponsors they brought in on board led by Zetu Resources. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that in terms of the uh, current positive wave that's happening in the Zim rugby as a collective is I've I've had very little to do with that. Uh, it's all been uh, you know Zimbabwe rugby and the Sables Trust where Sables Trust when it then links to the Sables specifically. All right. In terms of your role, is it more just uh, logistics? Are you involved in team selections? Um, what's what's your role like? No, I'm not. Uh, so I, I I I mainly deal with the admin of the team itself. So okay. The logistics, they're um, uh, getting players where they need to be. You know, making sure the paperwork is is sound and it's it's the right documentation that we need. Um, I leave the selection to the coaches, <laughs> Brendan Dawson and, and Peter Devilles. Yeah. Although, as many of us uh, would like, we all have opinions on who should be yeah, there. Yeah. But uh, I've learned really quickly to bite my tongue <laughs> <laughs> when, when it comes to that and allow the professionals who 
by the way, have a really good body of work to refer to. Yeah, if you look yeah, at this, yeah. uh, at their CVs, I've never done it before. Mm. So for me, I'm just a couch coach. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> so or a couch selector rather. And uh, so I leave it to them because they've done it at the very highest level. Okay. So interesting. Uh, there's some players from yesterday's match that we thought were going to play, but then we figured that there's, it looks like there's an actual split between the sevens and the fifteens. Yeah. Uh, sevens players going to ever play for fifteens, or it's now set that you know uh, the sevens guys are just working on getting to the World Cup in top condition, while the fifteens guys are on their own. I think you find that uh, the the Sabres has a lot of still has a lot of uh, sevens players, the Cheetahs players. So the captain Hilton, oh, yeah. uh, Corner, for instance, and Jabulo. Uh-huh. Um, there's still a few guys that are still in the Sabres setup, um, but I think uh, the perfect scenario is they're trying to find a balance to how can we split uh, resources and try to promote both programs without affecting the other mm-hmm. and I think it's a very difficult balance to find in a country that's that's like Zimbabwe where it's not the sport is not professional number yeah. one to um, actually it all stems from the sport not being professional so because then it depletes your player pool because mm-hmm. you know the quality that's there is not enough to resource both teams so I think it's something that both coaches are working together um, by both coaches I mean uh, coach Peter and coach Giza mm-hmm. working together to um, to reach a consensus on or to, to put out a blueprint that's not only for this year but going forward I think they're looking at a long term sort of plan and this year because there's two there's a World Cup that's already been qualified it, the Cheetahs is important mm-hmm. because they've already qualified so and, and and then the Sabres are trying to qualify for a World Cup and the obviously the 15s is the is your flagship team. Mm-hmm. So they have they're trying to find a balance and, and, and strike a balance there. So you you'll notice that this this um last trip Chamala was released to go yeah. and play the cheaters. So I think they'll continue to talk about it. It's not something that that's easy um to sort of reach a decision on. But uh yeah. Right. You were talking about quality. Mm-hmm. You've dealt with uh kids playing rugby at the school level and you've dealt with the professionals now those who are playing for the Sables. Yeah. We once had the old Georgians coach in the studio talking about the golfing class between schools rugby and uh, the rugby that is required maybe at club level or at international level. Do you see that as true and is there a way that as the Sables you're trying to bridge the gap by giving off information to you know the school kids to make them at least up their game? to the level that they can actually feed into the clubs and the World Cup seamlessly. Yeah, I think that's a very good point because I think that's something that I think Peter would like to get stuck into maybe after the Gold Cup campaign. When he came on, it was already time to prepare for the Gold Cup campaign. So I don't think he's had much chance to to look into doing other things. But I think after August, it's something that it was... But he's always tried to invite coaches to to come in and learn from him and get the blueprint together. But I think when the focus is done on the Gold Cup, which is uh, our last game is on the 18th of August, mm-hmm. I would like to believe, and he has a passion for it, that he'll go into uh, the schools to try and upskill the coaches, to try and upskill the, the type of athlete we have in the school system and which is very important because then that has a knock-on effect on the type of athlete that you get into the club system and then eventually into the sables so it's something that's uh that's 
I think that that, that I'm, I presume is built into his job role and uh, uh, understandably he can't get into it right now so I, I think he'll get to it and because they, like you say there is a gulf um, there is a, a huge difference between the levels and you need to be able to be prepped as an athlete to, to go through those levels yeah, we've noticed uh, some of the kids coming through into the national team. Uh, we saw Shingi, you know, he's integrated seamlessly into the OG's team now. He's in the Sables team, yeah. scoring tries for Zimbabwe yeah. as well. Uh, we saw young McNabb coming in as well into the, into, into the side. He's PDV, you know, looking into progressively pulling in some of the talented youngsters into the side, you know, as we try to change the team that's been there for a couple of years now you yeah. know, getting in the new younger vibrant players yeah I think I think that's like the players you've mentioned I would not have imagined that um, someone like Matthew McNabb would be starting for the Sables mm-hmm. but guess what he was one of the best players on the park yesterday yeah. I mean he he tackled his heart out yeah. um, then you look at Shingi who's um Probably his last best game was maybe two, three years ago. He's been feeding on that, mm-hmm. on that reputation against Namibia in in the qualifiers for the under 19s yeah. and, and at St George's. That's what that's the game that everyone talks about when they talk about Shingi. Shingi yeah. And you know, finally yesterday he came into his own and uh, ran some beautiful lines. You know, showed exuded this confidence that I haven't seen him exude in the last uh, few years. Yeah. And. And I think that that's got a lot to do with Peter in terms of how he conducts himself uh, himself with players, especially the young players. I guess the motto is, you know, if you're good enough, then you're old enough. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're 18, uh, it doesn't matter if you're 19, 20. So I think with Peter, that's his main thing in terms of, you know, he likes a kid, he sees potential. He always says, you know, he's got a gift of sporting potential. And, that, uh, you know, it's, it's evident to see because... McNabb is actually a center. He's been moved to wing. He didn't mm-hmm. know he could play a wing. Mm-hmm. So and and he he excelled there. So um, it, it just takes you to come into our camp to see the the kind of vibe that's in the camp in terms of the empowerment that he gives the players. Is that and, an invite? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come through. Uh, we 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 get back into camp next week. So yeah. you know, feel free to come in. Uh, let me know when you want to come in. Just have a look and uh, and and see how he interacts with the players. Mm-hmm. And and I think that has a lot to do with how um, they're performing, especially the youngsters. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah, really impressed with them yesterday. Goofy as well. The oh lock. yeah, Goofy. Yeah, he's 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 a monster. He carries well. I mean, he breaches the gain line all the time. Very athletic yeah. in the line out, and uh, you know he he works so hard. You know. Uh, gets up and he tackles and you know he does everything that you want in a second row so mm-hmm. they are your boys that no one really know I mean no one really knew I didn't know Goofy before this <laughs> you know I just like who's this guy you know reading his name and then I saw him in South, South Africa playing in South Africa it's yeah. amazing so he's, he's a kid I'm really excited about mm-hmm. uh, I'm, along with McNabb Shingi Mandivenga Mashawi mm-hmm. those kind of guys so yeah mm-hmm. Home show he played well as well, you know, yeah, he's yeah. holding his own yeah. in the middle of the park there. Absolutely, yeah. Very, very talented player. Uh, well, cool story about Goofy. So yeah. Goofy was we're at the same high school wow. and he was three, well, four years my junior. Milton? Yeah, Milton. Yeah. yeah. So he was three, four years my junior and he was so short. Then 
he was shorter than me by far <laughs> by far like but we we always knew his dad um, Takawira yeah. um, a legend in Madland rugby yeah dead? yeah so he just grew yeah. from nowhere like burst out <laughs> and yeah. now he's the tallest player in the field like what's going on <laughs> probably needs to tell me what he had <laughs> so I can get some of that height right yeah the, that's the, probably the, the vibranium in the blue air water <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah. something like that yeah. he just grew and yeah. now he's such a big big lad yeah and uh, he looks like he's the older one now <laughs> yeah I mean but he's um, I think he's six foot eight I yeah he's close to six foot eight quite tall yeah um, and, and he's he's he was the tallest on the park yesterday. Yeah. Tallest in South Africa. So that's wow. that's like international height there. Yeah. That's not easy to find. Even in uh-huh. uh, rugby strong ones like South Africa and like locks with that kind of height are difficult to find and yeah. very lucky to have. No, um, I was speaking to his brother. Sorry about yeah. Goofy. I was, I was speaking to his brother and you're saying PDV has taken quite an interest in his growth, his yeah. potential because... He sees quite a lot in in the youngster, very yeah. tall, very muscular, and it's a rare find yeah. for Zimbabwe. Yes. Uh, after that, we have um, what's his name, Fortune, yep. and they were playing lock together, Absolutely, and yeah. you, you know that's sort of the level where we've been trying to find. Yeah, I mean, who better to learn from, right? Um, Fortune exactly. has been around the the the, uh, the team for a while, and uh, you know it's it's great that he has someone like that to just learn from. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, one surprise uh, when we got to the stadium, we were all wearing our hoops, yeah. uh, our hooped uh, t-shirts, yeah. <laughs> the Zim rugby. Then we get there, and uh, now we have a different kit. Yeah. What's the story with that? Are we keeping to that, or the hoops are going to come back? What's the story? No, the hoops are a traditional sables uh, strip, uh, so that's coming back. Mm-hmm. They're, they're still in uh, in uh, what you call it. They, it's still in production, mm-hmm. so that's uh, that's our alternate kit that we used on on Saturday. Okay, okay. So the hoops are coming back. So yeah, yeah just uh, <laughs> I know people were panicking about that a like. little bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we we want discard tradition, but also we're trying something new. Okay, so yeah, new, team, new group. Um, but yeah, the hoops are coming back. Okay, are, are they going to be available for sale? Yeah, to... so there's the they're tr- they're making provisions for once they they're done with all the strips. Mm-hmm. I think they're three strips. For the national team, they're gonna do replicas. Okay. Yeah, available this year. We should definitely have replicas. I know in the past, fans have always been asking, "Hey, where, where can we buy jerseys? Where can we buy jerseys?" I think uh, I'm told uh, 80, 90 percent that that's happening this year before the end of the season. All right. Yeah. Uh, now getting into the <laughs> the big one. Yesterday's result. Yeah. How did the boys take it? I think the boys were deflated. Eh? Um, they were disappointed in that. They knew they were the better team. Um, they knew we had a, a chance to, to snatch it at the depth uh, through LT's kick. Um, they knew that we left a lot of points there. We weren't patient sometimes in our in our attack and our face play. Um, they knew that we had the dominant scrum. You know, once you have that kind of front football in international rugby, you've got to capitalize on it. Yeah. Um, so, so they know what they're capable of. They know what they've been training and I mean, what they've been practicing and training. Like I said, it only takes you to come out to our camps and and see the the joy on their faces when they're training, the intensity, the the stuff they're learning, new stuff, like just the, the patterns of play, amazing. And they knew. I guess you saw a glimpse of it in that build-up to Shingi's try. Mm-hmm. 
um, the lines, the, the kind of move that um, that was executed. So those kind of um, uh, playing patterns are what we used to in training and we executed once or twice in the first half and then it, it then kind of struggled to come off. So I think the players are disappointed because they know they can do better. They know they could... Um, they know the game was theirs to take. It was ours to take. And, and uh, yes, a draw is not a loss, but to us at home, um, I think the players really wanted a win and you have to feel for them. But um, uh, they just go, uh, we just have to forget about what happened yesterday and uh, not forget about it, but use it as fuel to actually now go in and uh, sort out what we need to sort out and uh, get uh, victories going forward. Okay, so with the draw do the team feel confident going forward with the next couple of games that are coming looking at the fixtures kenya and tunisia do they feel confident enough that they are going to like grab a couple of victories and we're still in a good state for qualifying to the world cup i think confidence has not been a problem with this group simply because of the tools they're being handed to by the coaches uh, the technical stuff in terms of the game plan in terms of uh, tr- trying to play a certain way and I think the confidence is high it's a little bit disappointing that we didn't get a win yesterday but uh, I don't think it will dampen their confidence they're actually you know probably eager to get out and prove themselves um, because they feel that maybe they let their fans down they let their families down uh, by not getting a win so I think they actually can't wait to get out of the field to prove that they can they can do this and uh so I'm not. I don't think that their confidence will be shattered. It's just now a little bit more motivation to to get to right the wrongs and get it done. And you touch into something that is that I have been wondering because when I was reading up on a little bit of rugby, you know, um, certain teams have got a certain identity, a style of play. And you're saying that uh, there is a style of play that they are being taught that Peter is bringing to the team. So. You're saying that now Zimbabwe will have a certain identity, a certain type of play that if people see, they'll say, this is Zimbabwe and this is definitely how they come at you. Yeah. I think if you look at uh, most teams in our competition, uh, certainly Morocco, uh, Tunisia, Kenya, even the Ugandans, uh, they're big teams, Mm -hmm. uh, very big players who like to play a slow kind of game and uh, and slow down the ball. But... uh, we have a really quick blitz backline and uh, a very capable uh, forward pack that can give front football to those backs, as you saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I think what we're trying to play is a, a sort of a quick, really quick game that does not um, revolve around playing what our opponent is necessarily playing. So we're trying to move them around. We're trying to stay away from uh, physical confrontations around the rack area or, um, or around the breakdown. Um, so that's something that we're trying to play. And I think in the first half, it, you saw a lot of that, you know, our, our halfbacks, uh, Hilton and Peter, trying to move the ball real quick. And um, it, that's that's something that we're really working on, playing even the, the percentages, which, which LT is really good at. So that's the identity that will continue to unfold. But I guess the key thing that we've got to understand, obviously, a game plan um, or a pattern or a particular pattern of play is not going to, uh, unfortunately, is not going to take uh, three, four weeks to implement. Yeah. Um, guys are going to try it out and make mistakes. Um, 
but we hope that we've done enough and I think we have done enough in the last few months to at least get us the victories that we need to qualify for the World Cup and then fine-tune it prior to the to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, there was uh, quite a bit of uh, criticism in terms of uh, some of the players' decision-making yesterday and uh, the truth is it's only going to get harder uh, with the fixtures coming that up. Is, yeah. Morocco is probably... Well, Morocco and Tunisia are probably closest to us in terms of the rankings. Uh, but as we go forward, you know, Kenya, number 28 in the world. We have uh, Uganda is also... In fact, all the other teams are above us in the yeah, in the rankings. Right, yeah. And it's really going to get harder. How much work is, is being put in terms of the players' ability to make uh, decisions? Because we are fans, as you're saying, you yeah. know, we're couch coaches. Yeah. There's some questionable decisions that we've made in the in the field. Mm-hmm. Some people were saying, you know, that penalty in front of the poles should have taken a scrum since we're stronger than them in that uh, uh, on that side. Mm-hmm. There's the chip uh, by LT straight in the uh, fullback's arms. Quite a huge player, the Moroccan fullback, mm-hmm. ran back, and next thing it was a try against us. So, how much work is being put into making better decisions because? The last time also Zimbabwe tried to qualify for the World Cup, another bad decision cost us, you know, the flight to to the World Cup. Yeah, and it's a, it's a nagging point that some of the decisions we're making are not really helping the team. I think a couple of things that uh, that personally, and uh, this is speaking in my own capacity, mm-hmm. um, that we've got to look at is uh, you mentioned the 2014 edition when we chose to. Um, uh, go for the lineup? No. For, what did we do? We. It was one of the two. I've actually forgotten. But we went for pause instead of going for the lineup. Yeah. Just to score the try for, for the bonus, bonus point. point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I I look at that group and how many of those guys are still with us. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think as a, the main issue for us is the continuity of the player personnel, mm-hmm. and um, because those that were there would have learned okay yeah. fine this yeah. is how we so it's the experience uh, bit of it because you learn and then you learn not to do it again so I think that's been our issue as Zimbabwe like I don't ever recall since I left high school the same team play yeah. two three World Cup cycles that's true because of various situations because it's just the nature of our of our country or, yeah. or our economic climate players stop playing rugby mm-hmm. because they have to work mm-hmm. or players are at school and they or they, they get careers and they have to focus on that mm-hmm. or players are in other countries they're playing a high level maybe semi-pro but uh, still need tied up with jobs yeah. you know so those kind of things I think they hamper the learning process so you ask about you know like yesterday we had a number of debutants mm-hmm. uh, quite a number yeah, yeah Matthew uh, on the wing uh, Shingi at fullback, Brandon, who's a, a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant player mm-hmm. uh, at center. Uh, we had Goofy at lock. We had um, uh, quite a few players. I mean, that that um, were were making their debut. So, mm-hmm. so if you factor all that in, and the previous point of the 2014 guys, so they know nothing about the 2014 mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. So they've got to learn from from yesterday's game real quick, yeah. and that's part of Peter and Dawson's job to 
make sure that they they get up to speed and don't repeat the same mistakes like you saw uh, uh Brennan fantastic fantastic player broke the line a few times mm-hmm. just the one pass wasn't but he'll learn you get better for yeah, it yeah. this is test rugby the speed is different the physicality is different so and i i really back him to i love him as a player as a footballer and he's uh, he's one to watch so i back him to to sort of fix those things and with the help and guidance of the coaches so so yeah i mean it's a rugby game right players are always going to make um, mistakes mistakes and questionable decisions we just hope they're not that many and in crucial times mm-hmm. and in crucial games and we don't have that many games to be able to to have the luxury to be you know to be like you know south africa for instance the springboks or england or whatever they play tests this series is important that they're playing south africa and england mm-hmm. but there's no qualification ramifications on it you know yes, exactly. there's it's no consequence it's yeah. test rugby yeah. you know it's like you're practicing yeah. right we don't have that right now we're in a crunch where we need to win all our games to look at the namibian squad for instance yeah. they've been together the same squad played most of the same most of that squad played last year mm-hmm. i mean played the last yeah. world cup cycle yeah. so that's where that's our impediment as as them and I, i feel like if we start building with these youngsters 19 20 21 22 mm-hmm. you've got a good a better chance of maintaining that group for the next world cup cycle for the next world cup cycle uh-huh. and i think that's that's what we've got to aim aim at in the immediate though you hope the the light is learn real quick and yeah. um, and and absorb what they're learning and and rectify that as we go yeah i guess the big fi- the big fixture is uh 4 august yes. in uh, blawayo hartsfield uh, rugby field uh namibia coming home that uh, that's going to be a testy one <laughs> that, yeah yeah <laughs> and uh I'm just hoping by then would have uh, gathered a couple of points uh, with the Kenya and Tunisia matches right all away by the way so only two home matches yeah. in this series um just hoping the boys improve quickly Absolutely, and start yeah. getting in the results um is there any chance that as you were mentioning earlier that PDV and uh, Gids are speaking is there any chance that some of the sevens players will come in uh for the So for some of the other fixtures or it's really them focusing as well on the World Cup because that's another big one that Zimbabwe has to go yeah. and perform next month. Yeah. yeah. Uh I'm not really privy to the details of the meetings. Okay. Um but I I would like to think that where there's no clashes there's that crossover mm-hmm. that can happen. So so yeah, I I think they they're working towards it. I mean, after all Zimbabwe's name was at stake. So they've got to work together to to find a resolution that works for both programs to promote the nation or to promote the rugby program as a whole in the country. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean Namibia will be a big one. Um uh, I think everyone knows in the group that they the team to beat. They yeah. the, they're the current champions, uh the Gold Cup champions. And uh we've got to front up uh, I think the draw favors us a little bit and that we play three tests before we have to meet them. Yeah. And uh that gives Peter who by the way hasn't had doesn't know this play as much. Exactly. It feels like he does now because he's been in the country since March. Mm-hmm. What is it March? But he doesn't really if you look at the time frame it doesn't but it gives him a little bit more time to 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 get to know the players and to familiarize with their 
with with their needs even as as human beings like mm. you're talking about goofy and how his brother was saying that peter is um uh paying is attention paying to attention to, but it's not just um a rugby issue you hear peter even last night was talking about he knows the intricate details of goofy's life in terms of his family situation mm-hmm. he's what he's going through all that stuff and that's something that's big on peter to get to know the player as a human being mm-hmm. and be able to relate to him on a one-on-one depending when you know someone's background then you know how to deal with certain issues so so i think that's that's going to come obviously with time and uh, that's already coming through so I think that also then starts showing on the on the field. So we hope by by the time Namibia come to Blaue, um we're ready. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we will. Yeah, one other frustration I had yesterday was I think for what 30 minutes in the first half I didn't watch it uh, in the queues. Uh, my issue, my error is off not you know buying ticket earlier but yeah. you know or stuck in the queue yeah. just one selling point for yeah. such a big fixture yeah. that was quite a frustration is there anything that's going to be done i'm sure um, the blue crowd yeah. is going to come out as well and some might not buy okay. tickets earlier or in advance on web tickets um okay. what measures can be done to improve that you know ticketing system because it was quite a frustration for quite an Yeah. Uh, really. Number of minutes we're just stuck in the queue. Okay. People celebrating in the stadium but you oh, can't yeah, watch nothing. Yeah, type uh, thing. Yeah, that must be frustrating. I might have to call the Zimbabwe rugby CEO for that and, <laughs> yeah. and find out uh, uh but I'm sure they would have uh, again, you know, it's uh, uh having experience with doing events uh, ourselves as Cairo Sports and our capacity as Cairo Sports is mm-hmm. it's never easy because you have um you know you have things that you over oversee yeah, yeah. and um or things that because maybe you're not as resourced or as stuffed mm-hmm. as you need to you, you know you you kind of fall short in certain areas and but we've been learning over the last three years how to do things a little bit different and I'd yeah. like to think that we've been improving uh, a little bit um uh as the years have gone by and it's the same thing with uh, Zim rugby uh the admin side of it we are with the sabers bit um that if obviously there was a one selling point that's not gonna uh satisfy the demand so it's something that they have to look at uh, going going to blow and um with the kind of guys that I know there I'm sure I'm sure that's something that that they're already looking at um especially with the blow air folk that they've already set up a, 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 an organizing committee okay. that's already started working on the stadium itself mm-hmm. on the on, on all those uh, range of issues so it's something that I'll bring to their attention to and uh, but I'm sure they'll do better all right so, so, do yeah. you expect the crowd that we got yesterday or in blow air I mean if if I expect it to probably even be bigger yeah you know because uh Um, for for not wanting to offend anyone, not much <laughs> is happening in in Blaue. Oh yeah. As I have not had like a lot is you know whereas in Arare these days like there's always something happening on a mm. Saturday somewhere that splits the crowd. Yeah. But I feel like if you bring a rugby game like that to Blaue, which is the reason why they're taking to 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 another city, I, I feel like you know the city should come out and and show the 
uh, their ability and their commitment and their passion to host such big games so that they continue, right? So I, I feel like I have a good feeling that there will be a packed house even more than than what we had. What was that? If you estimated what what crowd was that? Maybe four thousand? Yeah, some something like that. Four thousand? Maybe maybe we shoot for six. And yeah, Blue in that range. Yeah. So so maybe we're shooting for six thousand in Blue Air. So. Yeah. I I yeah uh, I have we once hosted a game day in 2016 and the crowd was good. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um yeah they will turn up. Okay, so talking about the crowd and the game, do you think the media is doing enough to shine light on the big games that Zimbabwe is having to get the people excited and get fans into the stadium? Yeah. The media plays a big part. They have Maybe. to highlight that the game is there and things like that. So do you feel like the media is doing justice or slacking? I think they did, especially this week. There was a, an article, several articles a day in, in, in the papers. So I think they're doing their bit. They can't do much more than that without uh, having to get it paid for. Yeah. You know, all they can do is report on the news and then, you know, the rest you kind of have to, it's a commercial yeah. business, you know, they're not, they have to sell papers. Yeah. So and they have to make money to pay people. It's a cycle. So mm-hmm. I think the media, the journals themselves, they've been doing a good job. They've, yeah. They they keep my phone on, you know, it's my <laughs> phone is always buzzing. They need information. Sometimes I can't even keep up. Yeah. They come to press conferences. They, uh, I, can't, I have no complaints with the, with the journalists. So, yeah. yeah. Even uh, you guys, you know, like Lizwe has been trying to, <laughs> And I forgot about his request last week, and I profusely apologized to him. I was like, you know, let's let's get something done. So, you know, you can't the media can't fold the media. Media have been behind the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we, I just wanted to say thank you because we really wanted you in the studio, and yeah, we've been nagging Liz. Yeah. If he's nagging you, it means that <laughs> I've been nagging him, you know, to get you in the studio. Yeah, so yeah. it's exciting. Yeah. I learned a lot about yeah. rugby today. Yeah. I've been brushing, like, seriously, I've been slacking. Yeah. But now I'm realizing that, you know what, that's a sport to pay attention to. So yeah. thank you so much for gracing our studios and we've really enjoyed having you around. Thank you. I know I know. people say soccer is the worst beautiful sport. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's rugby. It's rugby. And, and I just want to thank you guys and for, for having me here. I mean, I've known, uh, I, I think I met Lizzo on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's it's like we've known each other for a while. Yeah, and yeah. We, we interact there. So so thanks for having me, guys. I really enjoyed it. All right, uh, it was fun having you. Uh, kiss it. Zimbabwe Rugby Union. Zimbabwe Rugby. Sables, Sables uh, team manager. Yeah. I was about to say Zimbabwe Rugby Union manager. <laughs> so you can give us your social media handles and everything for the fans to follow you. Okay, well, my Twitter is at Kairos Rugby. So that's K-Y-R-O-S Rugby. Yeah. Uh, my Instagram, I think, is Kiss at C. Okay. And that's that's pretty much it. And my Facebook is Kiss at, Kiss at Sharing and do you, do you sometimes share like inside access to <laughs> what's happening with the Zim Sables? Uh, yeah, on my Instagram sometimes. Like okay. yesterday, I posted uh, when we were going on the bus. Okay, okay. When we were yeah. going to the to the stadium, the the Sables were singing and chanting. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll put a, a few of those clips on to mm-hmm. just uh, show you the joy that's yeah. in the in, in camp. 
and and all that stuff. So yeah, I do. Oh, by the way, Zimbabwe Sable's Twitter account is quite vibrant. I I don't it follow is. them on Facebook. I'm yeah. not really on Facebook, yeah. but um, the Zimbabwe Sable's account yeah. is very you know insightful. I enjoyed the interviews towards the run up, the Standard Brothers, yeah, the Mdariki Brothers as well. You know. Yeah. Just different interviews with some of the players, the insights into the coaches' thinking yeah. and stuff like that. It's it's been well run. It's one yeah. of the better run, you know, Sports like accounts, national team yeah. accounts. Yeah, it's, it's quite a fun one to follow. So yeah, just follow yeah. Zimbabwe Sables on Twitter, right? Um, and on Facebook. Oh, uh, and on Facebook. Uh, the, the Sables or Zimbabwe Sables on Facebook. As okay. Well. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's a YouTube account as well. Yeah, there is. Yeah, Zimbabwe Sables. Some yeah. great video footage there. Yeah. Um, some top work, you know, trying to get the information out there. Right. Zimbabwe cricket could learn a thing or two. Zimbabwe cricket should definitely learn a lot of things from Zimbabwe rugby. You couldn't you know. finish an interview without <laughs> no, taking no, a no. shot. Huh? <laughs> yeah. We just had to punch yeah, it. Yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, so thanks, Kiset. Uh, it's been uh, another episode of Mike's at Match. Um, just um, let us let us know what you think about uh, the episode, your comments and views. We'll just share them with Kiset as well. So that is it for today. Uh, from Lizwe, I'm out. And it's Slim Sam. Keep on following and get in touch. And now. Capital 263.